Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you heard about the flu epidemic? Well, the CDC said there is significant influenza activity all around the United States. And locally, we are seeing people with influenza in the clinics, in the emergency room, in the hospital. You probably know somebody yourself who has come down with the infection. Did you get your flu shot? Well, it's still recommended, even though there is a question about how effective it will be this year. With that H3N2 virus making up a lot of the reported infections thus far, and you know, this particular strain is just not as responsive to immunization. So what's the best way to avoid getting sick? Well, today we're talking with Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente, and we're going to explore what we know thus far about our own influenza problem this year and what else is out there that's making everybody feel sick at the start of the new year. So thank you for joining me today, Dr. Quinn. Thank you for having me, Kathy. Now, let's talk a little bit about what's going on out there. You know, a couple of years ago, 2009, there was that whole H1N1 issue and two flu shots and all this kind of stuff. And these days, I got to say, I'm seeing lots of people coming in with symptoms highly suggestive of influenza and then also your usual bronchitis, colds, coughs, and everything else. If you had to describe the classic symptoms of influenza, the real flu, how would you describe those? Sure. So usually what we see are common symptoms of things like fever and chills, headache, body aches, cough, and then less commonly things like runny nose and sore throat. The thing about the flu symptoms is some of them sound like cold symptoms, but the flu symptoms are much more severe and can come on much more suddenly. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to tell someone who's sort of sick, you're not sick enough to have influenza, because they may not have that good reference point, and they probably don't feel well already. But there's this classic appearance. You know, I look at folks and I say, boy, it looks like a truck hit you. You just seem to be really doing very poorly, and that's usually influenza. That's absolutely right. Usually when I walk into my clinic exam room, the patients, right, when they're uh, actually experiencing the flu, they're the ones putting their head down on the table or they've actually crowd onto the exam table and are actually lying down um, while they're waiting for me. Now, what is the reason and why is it important for people if they feel that bad to actually come in to see their doctor? What what can you do for Mm -hmm. them? Right. So for most healthy adults, um, you're going to uh, do some basic things when you think you have the flu. So you should stay home from work. Um, when you're especially still having severe symptoms or fevers, you don't want to go to work and get everybody else sick. Um, you want to definitely be treating your symptoms, getting enough rest, drinking enough fluids, um, and then treating with some over-the-counter um, medications. For patients that might have some uh, reason to contact their doctor right away because they might benefit from uh, treatment such as antivirals like Tamiflu. You want to contact your doctor uh, or clinic sooner rather than later because if you are prescribed these medications within the first 48 hours, that's when they're most effective, um, where they can help um, decrease the severity of the symptoms and decrease the um, uh, total duration of your illness. So if you're over 65 or have medical problems such as diabetes, chronic um, heart disease, 
or uh, an immune system that is uh, not uh, totally normal. Those are um, some of the reasons. If you're pregnant and think you have um, been exposed to the flu or have the flu, that's another time that you want to definitely call your um, doctor sooner rather than later. So I want to emphasize a couple of the points you made. The first one astutely said, stay home. Absolutely. We have a lot of folks, and you know, it's the beginning of the year. They may have PTO, or maybe they don't get paid when they're off, and they're very worried about not going to work. And yet, by coming to work, they're not only making themselves have a harder time getting better, Mm -hmm. but they're spreading this to everyone else around them. So if you feel like you have a fever, if you feel like you're getting really sick, please stay home. And if you absolutely have to leave your house, wear a mask. That's something that I don't see a lot of people do. You know, some other countries, anytime anyone's coughing, they wear a mask. But, you know, here we don't see that people wear masks very much. And there's something else I got to say. I don't know if you've seen this, but cover your mouth when you're coughing. Absolutely. So definitely in preventing the flu, um, uh, you want to also prevent spreading it to others. So, yes, wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you um, cough. Stay home, like you said. Stay home. Now, you did mention that folks who are over 65, diabetes, heart disease, lung problems, certain folks really want to make sure that they, if they get these symptoms, they get checked out or they get Tamiflu or get treated. If you are a primary caretaker of an elderly parent, Mm -hmm. I would think that's another one of those criteria. If you're taking care of mom and she's 90, mom's at risk if you're still sick. And that becomes a contact issue that you have to look not just at what your medical conditions are, but also those of the those around you. Absolutely. And especially when people are um, debating whether or not to get the flu shot. And that's another um, important thing even now. If you are taking care of those that are um, sick or elderly, um, I know sometimes patients will say, oh, I don't need to get the flu shot. I never get sick. But if you're also trying to prevent bringing it home to the kids or your kapuna, your elderly at home, you definitely want to get the flu shot not only for yourself but also for those around you. Well, and every time I say to someone, I never get sick, within a day I get sick. (laughs) So don't be saying those things because – You're going to get something sooner or later if you keep saying, I never get sick. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the other recommendations. If you have influenza, you mentioned get a lot of fluids. So anytime you have a fever, you need more fluids. You need to hydrate yourself. And that's one of those things that water is best, or do you recommend any particular fluid? I think water is best just in general um, for most people. Uh, I think... uh, Besides that, any fluids you uh, can get in would be fine. I know we always talk about things like, you know, hey, it's a great time for the chicken soup. Um, But I think some people uh, like cold beverages, some people like warm, whatever works best for you and you can tolerate, that's what you want to be taking in. And you mentioned over-the-counter medication. So this would be if you have a cough, take a cough medication, maybe a Robitussin or Gryvenicin or Mucinex or something along those lines. If you have a fever, you can take something to reduce your fever, Tylenol, ibuprofen, aspirin, any one of the above. If you don't have to take it, mm-hmm. you could let it ride. Sure. I sure. mean, you know, when people start to really cross over to that point of getting better. You often hear that term, I think my fever broke. That's usually a sign that your immune system's kind of getting ahead of things, which is good. That's what you want. So it's optional to take medicines to reduce fever. You don't necessarily have to. 
Sure. It's so, I think it's how you're feeling. So you definitely don't have to be so miserable um, that you uh, want to kind of make the choice whether or not to use um, the medications. I think for um, whether or not you're going to go back to work, usually um, one point is you want to not have a fever for 24 hours before you go back to work. And you want that no fever to be without having to take something like Tylenol, acetaminophen, or ibuprofen. Um, the only other point for children definitely don't want to give them aspirin. So definitely for children, um, Tylenol or acetaminophen is the way to go for things like body aches or fever. Um, All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about that flu shot everybody's been hearing about. If you didn't get it, it's still out there. We'll tell you where and why you might want to reconsider because it's never too late. We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Ekahi Ornish Lifestyle Medicine, and Hawaii Pacific University. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente, and you're listening to The Body Show. We're talking today about influenza. Don't get it. But if you do, we just went over a couple of things you can do to make yourself feel better while your immune system is taking care of this. And now we're going to talk about the flu shot, because, you know, prevention is always better than having to worry about getting sick. The flu shot is, depending on what happens, The CDC tries to predict the flu strains that are going to come out the following year. And that prediction is usually made sometime around March or April. It's pretty early in the season. So sometimes what winds up coming around is a little bit different than what is expected. And at a certain point, you can't stop the production of the flu shot with what you've got in there. Now, when we recommend flu shots for folks, do you recommend everybody get one? So everybody over age six months is um, actually recommended to get the flu shot. I think um, the only uh, times that maybe I say don't are if they're undergoing special procedures. So like say someone that's getting chemotherapy and I, I know that's a very um, specific example, but in that case, it's actually not so much I'm worried that it's going to hurt them, but more so that may not be the pr- uh, best time that the flu shot will actually work. Um, but in general, yes, everybody should get it unless you um, have a specific reason not to. And besides what I mentioned, um, if you're allergic to eggs, if you've had a serious reaction to it in the past, then those would be the other reasons not to. When should you get it? I mean, I hear that the flu shots, they always come out towards the middle end of August, and then some folks get it early, some folks get it a little bit later. It doesn't last a whole year. It does wear off mm-hmm. after a while. So what do you tell your patients about when to get that? Well, usually once I'm seeing them in clinic, it's available. I have to tell you that we take that as an opportunity, because if we don't give the flu shot, then we don't uh, know for sure that they're going to come back later in the flu season to get it. Um, so as soon as it's available, um, so this is usually at the very end of September or usually in October, we start giving it um, as patients are coming into the clinic. Um, usually that's when we're also putting out the word that it's available and then patients will start coming in. Um, we give the flu shot pretty much um, throughout most of the flu season. Um, again, 
uh, as it's available, we really encourage people when we have that opportunity to give it to them. Um, right now, we're feeling that maybe not as many people have gotten the flu shot this year as we would have wanted. And some of that we worry is that maybe they are hearing that the effectiveness this year is not as good as maybe past years. Um, in the past, uh, or at best, sometimes effectiveness is about like 40 to 60%. Right now, with that H3N2 strain that has been uh, quite severe. I think the effectiveness is maybe more in the 30% range. But um, I was uh, reading an article in the paper today um, written by one of our infectious disease doctors, and he likened the flu shot to wearing your seatbelt. So Yes, you wear your seatbelt every time you get into that car because you never know when you're going to get into a car accident. The seatbelt isn't going to prevent all injuries if you get into a car accident, but you definitely want to be wearing it if you get into a car accident. Same thing with the flu shot. You don't know if you're going to get the flu shot, but definitely if you're exposed to that flu virus, you're going to want to have gotten the flu shot. Um, Besides preventing um, getting the flu, even if you do get the flu, it can definitely um, decrease the severity of your symptoms. Um, And I think for anybody uh, seeing the extent and severity of the flu this year, um, really, we'd rather you have it than not. Well, it's always people who who don't get it, who wishes that with, wish they did if they wind up getting influenza. But you brought up a good point, which is the fact that if you do get the flu, having had the flu shot, you may have a milder case. And that's really mm-hmm. one of the keys is that it's such a miserable experience to get that sick that if there's any way to avoid it, it's kind of optimal to try and do so. And as you mentioned, you can get the flu shot as early as August, September, and it's still available. So there's lots of places. I know that your facility has places that still administer the shot. Long's does, Safeway Mm -hmm. does, a lot Mm -hmm. of different places. Walgreens, all the pharmacies, Costco, they have all the different places where you can get it. And it's never too late. I always tell folks, you know, it's never too late. And if you feel as though this is something that you have gotten convinced that you want to do, This is the time of year. Don't wait any longer. Why expose yourself to someone who might be sick? Absolutely. And so just uh, knowing how important it is, um, if you are a Kaiser Permanente patient, we have um, just developed where we're going to extend some hours where you can get the flu shot at your um, clinic. So at the YPL Medical Office, um, starting... January 22nd, um, you can check with the clinic. We'll be extending where you can get the flu shot as early as 7.30 in the morning um, up until 5 p.m. And on Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon at the Honolulu Medical Office, um, the flu shot will become available from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to noon. So again, if you have uh, more questions uh, about that, you can contact your clinic. And that's another way to really just make sure that folks have availability and access. So anybody who hasn't gotten the shot, it's probably not because it's not out there. There's no shortage this year. It's mm-hmm. just that they may just not be aware of how to get it. And now now they know for Kaiser members and also for anyone else in the community, lots of places will offer the flu shot. Get it if you haven't gotten that shot yet, if you have no reason that you would have any allergy or any reaction, because it really can help. Now, we've contrasted and we've talked a bit about 
influenza. But that's not all that we're seeing. I know that I'm seeing a lot of folks who come in with just a standard common cold and they get sinus troubles and bronchitis and all sorts of stuff. When you see somebody who has one of those other conditions, how do you differentiate their symptoms versus your influenza type of situation? Sure. So um, a lot of times the complications, so you mentioned things like sinusitis, bronchitis. So just with uh, having had the flu, you can actually develop some of those as complications of getting the flu. So uh, sinusitis, um, bronchitis, and pneumonia are all possible complications. Usually what I hear when patients come in, they may describe early on the typical viral infection, and then they might describe that, you know, things were getting better. And then all of a sudden, there's some worsening of symptoms, and that's sometimes when they come in, because now they've um, developed more uh, the sinus infection symptoms where they're getting the sinus pressure, the purulent nasal drainage, um, the pain um, associated with that. And symptoms are not going away like we would have expected for a viral illness. So for both uh, colds and influenza, which are both viral illnesses, you should expect the symptoms should get better and go away within one to two weeks. So definitely if your symptoms are not getting better in that time frame or if you're getting worse, instead of getting better, you want to go ahead and contact your um, your doctor, your uh, clinic. Um, for a lot of people... The other times we definitely want to hear from them are if you're getting shortness of breath, um, so trouble breathing, you're you're not keeping fluids down, um, you're not, uh, uh, again, getting better. For children, um, if they're severely dehydrated, they're not responding like usual, um, again, those are definitely symptoms that you want to look for uh, and um, take care of right away. Well, and people often underestimate the overall issue with influenza. There are people who die. I was looking on the news today, and there was a young guy who died because he had symptoms for a while, Mm -hmm. didn't realize it, didn't recognize it, came in, and he actually had this, what they called a cytokine storm and this sepsis episode from having influenza. There are other people who come in and they get sick, and it, it may or may not be apparent that it's influenza first. They come in with pneumonia, but it's actually from having had influenza first. And so it really is something serious. We've got to take this into major consideration. We can't just say, oh, if I get sick, I'll be better in a few days. It's no problem. So we really have to be extra careful. Now, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to the the Body Show today. I have Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those things that used to just be polite things that we would do, but things that we're going to recommend everybody do, particularly as we're trying to prevent the epidemic of influenza that's on the mainland from coming right home to our own backyard. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ulupono Initiative, Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working, and iDoctors Hawaii. 
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente. And we've been talking today about influenza. How do you know you have it? Why that flu shot is still pretty important? And what you can do to help prevent yourself and others from getting that infection. Now, there's sanitizers everywhere. I see these anywhere you go. You see it at the gym. You see it at various places. Before you enter a hospital, you see this little sanitizer that says, you know, keep yourself clean. Do you recommend recommend that people get really good about sanitizing their hands, particularly this time of year? So I think the sanitizers are great, uh, maybe second choice. So in general, we really encourage people to wash their hands, wash their hands, and do it several times a day. You know, whether at home or at work, you're, ta- uh, you're touching a lot of surfaces, um, elevator buttons, um, computer um, keyboards, you know, things that other people are touching. So if they're sick and they touch things and you come along, touch those surfaces, you're picking up those germs. And then if you do things, especially like touch your face, so around your nose, around your mouth, you're exposing yourself to these germs and increasing the likelihood of um, getting sick. So washing your hands um, multiple times throughout the day. And yes, uh, soap and water, I think, are first choices. But if you don't have soap and water around, then yes, definitely use those sanitizers. Um, it's great that they're around the gym. It's great that, you know, you see them in the stores now. So I think definitely take advantage of those um, uh, to help uh, prevent uh, the spreading of the germs, whether it's um, to you yourself as you're touching things or to other people around you. So definitely protect yourself. Don't touch your face. That's kind of something that a lot of people forget. Is that, you know, if somebody were to say, don't touch your nose, you know, as soon as I say that, my nose gets itchy. It's like, (laughs) it's like this just weird karmic thing that happens, power of suggestion. And so you really got to be careful because sometimes you sneeze or your nose gets itchy or something happens. And if your hands aren't clean, you'd be amazed at how easy it is. And viruses can live on surfaces for a few hours. So you may think, oh, nobody's around me right now. It's all okay. But that doesn't mean the person that wasn't right in there a minute ago didn't have a problem. So be extra careful. And the other thing that I think uh, people really need to look at is mm, if you get really sick and you're still coughing, cover your mouth and then sanitize and wash mm-hmm. your hands or wear a mask, you know. And it's it's kind of ironic. The other day I was walking into the waiting room and the person who was coughing did not have a mask. Everyone else around them had a mask. And I thought, you know, we probably ought to offer it to the person who's coughing. So it's one of those things where it's inconvenient and nobody wants to wear it. But if it can protect you, either from getting someone else's infection or from spreading your own, it's really a good idea. Now, any other tips you can think of? Should people go to the gym when they're sick? Should they wait until they feel better? Should you, if you see somebody coughing in front of you, should you dart around and go the other way? <laughs> so I know they that may not... they may sound rude to do, but I do actually tell patients. Okay, I do it. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> stay away from sick people. Stay away from yeah, sick people. It's if, hard in our job, but, you know. Yeah. I think if you hear someone coughing, you know, walk the other direction. Get, you know, a couple of feet away from them as much as possible. I, I don't think it's uh, something unreasonable to do right now. I think that um, we do offer most people that are sick the mass. Um, you can't force them to use it, but you definitely offer it to them. And right now, when uh, seeing patients, um, both for my protection, for my patient's protection, for the next patient coming in, wearing a mask is a very practical um, thing to do. 
You know, and it's funny because sometimes I'm a little sarcastic. And if somebody is coughing and they're not covering their mouth, I may say to them something like, way to cover your mouth there. Or now we know why your family got sick. And they just kind of look at me and I go, well, covering your mouth could help. So, uh, so I have to be a little bit more polite about that. But it's one of those things just to remind folks that if you're coughing and you could potentially be spreading germs, you really just, just try not to do that because then everybody else gets sick and then we see this resurgence and everybody says, I got it once this year. I got it twice this year. Why am I getting sick three times? Because as it goes around in the community, it mutates a little bit and changes a little here and there. And then you never know. You caught something else. So... I'm actually surprised when you think about it exponentially that we don't get sick more often. If you think about how many people you see in a day and how many people they see in a day, and if any of them have kids, those kids in different classrooms and the classrooms and the siblings in other classrooms. I mean, our immune system is pretty darn amazing when you think about it to keep people well as much as it does. And so we also need to think about ways to help keep our immune system healthy. And that has to do with making sure that you're getting enough rest. Mm -hmm. I think sleep is one of those things that people often don't get enough of. And I don't know about you, but if you see people, particularly around the holidays, they've been out shopping, they've been stressed, they might be traveling. People just have to get more rest. Now, what are some of the other things you tell people to do around this time of year? Do you recommend people take vitamins or have you have you recommended that as soon as they get sick, they go get the vitamin C or the zinc and all those sorts of things? Well, so I'm used to patients uh, coming to me and telling me what they've done. What they've already done. <laughs> right. So what are they telling you that they've already tried? Sure, sure. So without um, being able to fully uh, tell them evidence uh, for all of these things, anecdotally, they'll come in and they'll say they've been taking the zinc, the vitamin C, um, the turmeric for inflammation. Um, but really, um, for me, I think... Uh, doing things to bolster your immune system as soon as you're starting to feel sick. So usually what I tell patients is as soon as you're feeling sick, that's probably the time to get rest, get a full night's sleep. You know, if you've got that party or late night scheduled, probably that's not the best thing to do when you're already starting to feel your body um, getting sick. Um, get enough uh, uh, fluids, um, again, stay away from sick people. Um, and as far as going back to work, usually I tell people besides not having that fever for 24 hours, you want to get to the point where your symptoms are well controlled, where you're not going to cough all over everybody, where you're well enough where you're not going to get a relapse as soon as you get back to work. And then that your energy level is uh, returned to near normal, I think are um, the best things that they can do. Well, if I had to wait until my energy level was near normal, <laughs> I'd be in a lot of trouble. I'd get a lot of rest. But, I mean, it's all good. It's all, It almost, you know, and it's funny because it gets back to that sort of advice from grandma, you know, common sense stuff that sometimes we forget. Make sure you get the rest. Make sure you're getting enough vegetables that you're eating, healthy mm -hmm. diet. It's start of the new year, so, you know, people really need to take a look and say, hey, am I getting in enough salads and vegetables and healthy things? Because vitamins are one thing, but making sure you get enough nutrients the rest of the year and the rest of the time, that's actually another good way to help keep yourself immune enough that you will not get exposed or get infected with everything mm -hmm. you get exposed mm -hmm. to. Absolutely. So just another thing that, you know, really helps folks so that they can keep themselves well. So if you haven't gotten the flu shot, your thought is get it never too late. Absolutely.
Yes. And if you're there and you happen to be seeing your doctor for something else, maybe your diabetes check or your blood pressure check, if you haven't gotten your shot, that's another great time. Just We're going to be happy to give it to you at that time. And then if you do get the flu, tell your doctor or see them or contact Mm -hmm. them if it's early on in the course, because then you'd want to make sure that you were able to get some medication if you needed or get some other information or instructions on how to help yourself. Absolutely. I think contacting your doctor's office is a good way to do it. Um, For a lot of people, we're actually trying to take care of things where they may not even have to come into the clinic to get the test. When you hear the symptoms are so classic and typical, um, keeping them from coming in and spreading the flu to others is one strategy that um, we can use to kind of help uh, contain um, the flu during this uh, flu season. Absolutely. I'll be honest. I don't want you coming in when you're super sick. I want you to be able, I'll help you out. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to come to my world if I can help you in your world. And hopefully, you know, get you out of work for as long as you need to be so that you can get better. Well, I really want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. Thank you, Kathy. It was my pleasure. All right. I've been talking with Dr. Elizabeth Quinn from Kaiser Permanente. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We will see you next week. We're going to talk some more about how to stay healthy and start the year off right. That's going to be Monday on The Body Show. We'll see you then.